Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, wire people into that fans. Tina Horn here. So July is BOGO month at the Pleasure Chest. And no, BOGO is not, as I reflexively assumed, a cool new sex thing that young people are doing. It just stands for buy one, get one, which could totally be a financial domination fetish of some kind. But in this case, stands for buy one, get one, half off on vibrators at the pleasure chest through the entire month of July. That's buy one vibrator, get one vibrator of equal or lesser value, half off. So get yourself a vibrating cock ring for couples play while also getting a new rechargeable magic wand for yourself. Or snag a bunch of vibrating butt plugs and bam, your gift shopping is done for the rest of the year. Check out the Pleasure Chest stores in New York City, LA, and Chicago, or find out more by following the Pleasure Chest on Twitter and Instagram and visiting thepleasurechest.com. Hello, and welcome to Wired People Into That Live at the Pleasure Chest in West Hollywood. myself I'm already <laughs> deaf from rock and roll I'm just <laughs> making it worse and worse and soon it's all just gonna be like Ey! okay uh hi I'm Tina Horn uh and why are people into that is my slutty kinky queer perverted as fuck sexuality podcast I have been producing and hosting Why Are People Into That 100% independently for going on five years now, as the internet has become a more and more draconian place for free sexual expression, which you can all boo about that if you want. So bad. We might learn more about that in a second. And uh, for the past year, the sex-positive sex toy retailers at the Pleasure Chest have been hosting wire people into that live and we've mostly done the live show at the second avenue store in new york city where i currently live but i am a born and raised california girl so i'm especially excited to be in los angeles today the city about which uh randy newman once sang we're gonna ride it till we can't ride it no more (laughs) (laughs) so I love you. So, so the, main, the main difference between the regular Wire People Into That podcast and the live show is that instead of choosing one sexuality topic per episode, we cover a whole, actually someone very special referred to it as a potpourri earlier today, um, which actually, incidentally, I think is a good safe word. So if you're looking for a good safe word, potpourri, unless you're doing like domestic scenes and that might not work. But um, 
Uh, so, and the other uh, difference between regular Wired People Into That and Wired People Into That Live is that instead of one guest, I have two. A whole panel, a whole potpourri of guests. And my guests today are sex educator and feminist theater director, Carly. Everybody give it up for Carly. <laughs> Who, as you know by now, works here at the Pleasure Chest. And journalist, sex worker, advocate, and future president of these United States, Miss mm -hmm. Susie King. <laughs> so I'm going to start by introducing Carly. Is it Weinstein or Weinstein? <gasps> Weckstein. Oh, how, how? Like Frankenstein. We oh, oh, okay. Thank you. That's really <laughs> helpful for me. So, Carly D. Weckstein is a sex educator and theater director who works as the junior buyer at the Pleasure Chest stores. Raised by two Bay Area gynecologists, that's amazing by the way, she, not one, but two, uh, she has a passion for empowering people through knowledge of their own bodies. In our culture of so many damaging and contradicting messages around sexuality, she believes that deep healing and joy can be found through reclaiming sex on your own terms. Carly loves te yeah, hell yeah. Carly loves teaching about communication, consent, orgasm, kink and BDSM, and role play. When she's not talking to people about sex, she's busy running a feminist theater ensemble in Los Angeles. So, Carly, how long have you been to the Pleasure Chest? Uh, it'll be about four four years in June, I think. Cool. Um, yeah, it's it's an amazing place to work. Um, and I've worked in like almost every department. Uh, so I have a definite, a deep appreciation of all the like different moving parts and also the amazing people who make a place like this run. What does a junior buyer do? Uh, basically uh, assist the, the buyer. Okay. Uh, so I get to like help with like product selection. That's like the super fun part. And I also like track purchasing orders and like, where are our dildos? Um, <laughs> They're always like sneaking off. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. And tell us about being a feminist theater troupe leader. Um, yeah. So I run a theater company local in LA. It's called the Illyrian Players. Um, and basically the focus is, uh, I think there's a lot of power around in stories that we hear uh, about sex and gender and that like really shapes our beliefs and what we internalize about that um, we do everything from like modern classic feminist writers like Paula Vogel Susan Laurie Parks to uh, yeah uh, oh yeah we're we're, uh, we're some theater queers here on this. yeah um, oh. I did like a taming of the shrew as a BDSM love story because that's the only way it makes sense and isn't super misogynistic um, <laughs> do you, are you familiar with Gillian Keenan? I'm not. She wrote a whole book about like like the fetishism of Shakespeare called yes. Sex with Shakespeare. Oh my gosh, I need yeah. to read that. Yeah, it's really good. It's like my two loves. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just like really believe in the magic and like ritual of storytelling, whether it's like in plays or on the stage or even just like in role play in your bedroom. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think it's like really powerful to connect to people through their hearts instead of necessarily through like facts um to make them expand their perspectives and be more empathetic around sex and gender especially that's really fucking smart 
<laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> um, cool. Amazing. So now uh, I would like to introduce our very special guest, my favorite pig, who was just who I caught eating pigs in the parking lot, actually. Pig on pig. Uh, Susie Q. Uh, so writer, advocate, and performer Susie Q has been an outspoken leader in the sex worker rights movement since 2012, when she launched her popular podcast, The Whorecast, garnering national attention. Her first book, Truth, Justice, and the American Whore, was released in May of 2016, and her writing and perspectives have been featured in Wired, Alternet, CNN, Rolling Stone, National Public Radio, uh, I, so I like lost track of all that list. Oh, and many more. Uh, her sex column, The Whore Next Door, ran in the SF Weekly from 2014 until last year when she relocated to Los Angeles, lucky you, to lead adult, perform adult film performers in a historic win against the noxious California Proposition 60. You can boo. Yeah, yeah, boo. Yeah. She currently serves as the uh, on the board of directors of the Adult Performer Advocacy Committee and continues to write, perform, and fight for sex workers' rights at the local, state, and national levels. Thank you. That's my girl. <laughs> so, Susie, hello. Hello. Um, as as an out sex worker and advocate for sex workers. What would you say your or w would you say that that you're um, on the on the front lines for uh, the fight for sexual freedom in this great country of ours? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So yeah. I okay. I said. I, but, yeah. but but I also want to say we are all on the front lines right now. I don't know if anyone, I think everyone here is paying attention at least a little bit, but uh, the way that we have been accessing the internet and using it for sex, that is fast approaching being over. You know, I was going to ask you another question, and here it is. Uh, what would you say, just innocently, what would you say is the most pernicious harm currently threatening sexual freedom in America on perhaps, I don't know, like a federal level, for example? So... Pernicious is a great word. I agree. In general, <laughs> but specifically for the piece of legislation to which you are so adequately setting me up to talk about. What? Really no, 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 I no, don't know what how you're going to answer. Yeah. So, for those of you that are paying attention, for those of you that are not paying attention, uh, a new law was just signed. It's real life in our country. Uh, it was known in the House as FOSTA. It was known in the Senate as SESTA. But now it's just your horrible reality. That's right. Uh, meaningful changes to Section 230 um, of the Communications Decency Act of 1996 have been changed. And the internet is now different forever because platforms such as Facebook, Twitter, Backpage, all those things Craigslist. where Craigslist, anything where there are users uploading content. Basically the whole internet. The whole internet. The YouTubes, all you all you millennials out there, you know what I'm talking about, the Instagrams. Now, those platforms are liable for the content that you and your fellow Americans are sexing to each other. So that means that those platforms are going to become, are, 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 are already, <laughs> already, even before it was, <laughs> even before, yeah. um, are, are less and less accessible to not only sex workers, but people who are open about sexuality because this talking about sex on the internet has now been conflated with 
sex trafficking, sex crimes on the internet. It's all the same. For sex workers, we've been facing that reality for a long time, that any time you're talking about sex or communicating about sexual commerce, you might as well be the worst human trafficker and, you know, enslaving people sexually across the nation. It's basically like, imagine if any time you talked about sex and we're not just talking like coming to the raunchy sex podcast show when surrounded by dildos and like lacy things that you put on your body but like literally any conversation about sex or relationships or education or health or anything at all if if any time that you talked about that the federal government could say you're you're taught you're you're committing rape yeah that's that's based that's what that that's the law now it happened already it happened already and immediately after it was signed into law a whole slew of platforms that sex workers used to vet clients, connect with clients, put valuable time, space, and scrutiny between them and folks who might murder them and get away with it. Because let's face it, in in America, serial killers, rapists, traffickers, they target our community because they know they can get away with it. They will get away with it. They are getting away with it. The Green River Killer said when he was captured after murdering nearly 70 sex workers, I chose sex workers because I knew I could kill as many as I wanted without getting caught. And SESTA has just taken away the very few resources that people had to avoid folks like that guy. And I've heard reports that within hours of Backpage, which didn't need SESTA to go down, let's be very clear about that. That indictment had already moved forward, but it did, you know, causation and does not necessarily equate to correlation in this instance, but Backpage, which was a uh, platform lots of sex workers used to vet clients, was seized by the FBI um, and totally taken down around the same time that SESTA was signed into law. In that time period, I've heard reports of sex workers having former pimps and traffickers hit them up within hours of it happening. Uh, St. James Infirmary in San Francisco has reported that there are four times as many people working on the streets um, on Mission Street since the seizure of Backpage and the passage of SESTA. So, you know, I've been doing this activism since 2012, and I'm so, I'm Suzy Q, right? I'm so hopeful. Like, and... You're a Pollyanna. I am Pollyanna. That's why I call myself Suzy Q. Um, that's how the, the, the myth and the, you know, the superhero evolved. And I remember asking one of my mentors, Annie Sprinkle, who's also a Pollyanna. She's happy hooker extraordinaire. For I sure. Got a lot of like what I understand about activism from her. And I remember asking her back in 2012 or 2013 when I had her on the podcast, like, Annie, isn't, isn't it great? Aren't we close to decrim? Aren't we close to closer than ever to getting rid of the stigma? And she was like, oh, like a sweetheart, no. Mm. Like, it's worse than ever. And she lived through AIDS. She lived through the AIDS crisis. She watched her friends die. She lived through the gentrification of Times Square. Yeah. Like, yeah. And she's, and and I remember like not believing her. I was like really stubbornly not believing her. And, and here we are. So are you a jaded cynic now? Have you given up the fight, Susie? Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. So Um, what are, so what are, what are we all, what are we all going to do about it? So let, let me paint a picture. (laughs) Well, uh, first, the thing that we have to do about it always, I want everybody who's listening to this and everybody who's here to go to survivorsagainstsesta.org, make a donation. Activism and movements need funds. We need travel funds. We need money to print pamphlets. We need social media resources. You know, we have to all really come together and raise awareness around this. There is a petition going. If that is a thing, sign it. Do everything that you can. Follow the hashtag, let us survive. 
But more than anything, get fierce and get intense about the fact that your rights are being taken away. Not mine. I mean, I know at the end of the day, like I'm a sex worker. People don't care about us in America and haven't for a long time. But this matters to everyone. This matters to anyone who uses the internet to be free. So make it personal. Have these conversations. Educate yourself. Educate your community. Don't stand for it. Elect people who, who didn't vote for it. That's like two people. But <laughs> elect people who are willing to listen to sex workers, are willing to listen to victims, and actually do something that's meaningful to prevent human trafficking as opposed to just putting more people on the streets where they are going to die. Yeah, Carly, speak well, on it too. Yeah, my I mean, just my two main thoughts on it, besides what you so beautifully said, are censorship this intense should scare everybody, regardless of your relationship to sex work. Um, and, then, and the other point is you can't stop sex work from happening. You just make it less safe yeah. for an already marginalized group, and that's exactly what this is doing. Agreed. Absolutely. Well, thank you both so much for speaking to that. And for those of you who uh, who already listen to Wired People Into That, you know that we both uh, constantly remind you of what's going on in current events and in global politics and how you can fight for your rights. And then we also like get our noses like really deep into lots of disgusting raunch and exercise those rights. Yes. So... Let's pivot and do that while we still can. Okay. Amen. So, oh yeah. Can no. I just, so as someone who's done like activism and sex work pretty much full time since I started, I have found that in order to not burn out in this fight, like I have to be having like gross pervy sex. I have to be like living the hoe life, like hoe is life, happiness over everything. Otherwise, like what the fuck are we fighting for? So let's, yes, yes. Yeah, and, and, talk, and talking about it, too. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Fantastic. So the way that Wire People Into That Live works is that I have, I have a list of topics that we sort of all curated together. Um, and so I, I'm going to ask my panelists, Wire People Into That, and we're going to explore each of them. And so if anybody here has, like, a sexuality topic that they've just, like, always wondered, like, why are people into that? Um, it, then at, at the at the end, um, we'll give you guys time to, to ask us. So maybe even be thinking about, like, what your topic might be. And I think we already have some in the back. <laughs> and... Um, and then, and also if while we're talking about a subject, if anybody needs a clarification or has a question, uh, please feel free to raise your hand and we will edit your voice out of the podcast if you want. Um, so I thought that we would start, since you're both theater people, I thought that we would start with a topic that, I thought that, you got, I got you. Um, I thought that we would start with a, with a topic that I've, I've covered on the show before, but there's just literally infinite possibilities of talking about it and it's one of my favorite topics so fuck it it's my show why are people why are people into role play you two? Oh my goodness um oh, oh. oh. two oh, girls wow. two mics yeah. um so many reasons i think one of the most appealing things is uh whether it's any kind of role play or like a kinky power dynamic it's the chance to embody a part of yourself that you are not allowed to be in your day-to-day -day life. And you're given permission in this safe space to be seen in that way, to 
explore that part of yourself um, and even be loved and like worshipped or humiliated or whatever you want for or all at the same time uh, for being that part of yourself or being brave enough to explore it. It, it's our first uh, form of play, and so incorporating it into the, the form of play that we're doing now that we're really practiced and like good at playing and being adults with our big girl pants is baller. <laughs> can, can you both give, give us some examples of, like, you know, th- there's like the role play that we may... Thank you for being my human mic stand. Uh, I am role playing as a human mic stand, <laughs> and you're being a podcaster that's really famous, and I'm just like a lowly mic stand. We negotiated this ahead of time. Don't look at me. I'm just an object. (laughs) I have no words. You have all the words. You're so smart. I say nothing. You're so useful. God, I love this mic stand. Um, I, uh, but you're like a really fit, like when I, so I saw, I saw Van Morrison like 10 years ago and he, he had, he had, uh, at the, all right, dad. All right. At the, at the Greek theater, at the Greek theater in, um, it's my show at, at the Greek theater in Berkeley. And he did all of Astral Weeks. It was amazing. And he, he had, he had a mic stand that, that had, um, like a rhinestone encrusted V M on it and I just so I feel like that's that's you but it says th because you're my mic stand (laughs) so (laughs) it's really beautiful visual for the people listening at home listen and for the people who are listening this is why you should come out to the live show so you can see what Susie's doing right now so (laughs) so you know in pornos we're like uh, you know we're maybe familiar with like the pizza guy or like he fixes the cable or like my friend just came over to take a shower right so like like why why do why does porno <laughs> why do why why are those setups why are those setups important for porno and 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 how do we incorporate that or like take a cue from that in our in our daily lives I think the the like appeal of that flavor of of porn is eroticizing the everyday mundane, oh. and so like that's a fantasy that you can like carry back with you. My friends do come life. over to take showers all the time. <laughs> that's true. I, I have taken a shower at your house actually and watched you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Go, go ahead. Um, so. There's that. There's, you know, eroticizing every day. And then there's also the role play of like, well, what if and, then you know, as a professional pornographer, you know, and a, like weird, sometimes dirtbag whore politician, I don't know what my job is, but getting to play someone that you will never be, you know, and getting to like feel the, you know, this guy, like I, <laughs> the first, um, movie that I got an AVN nomination for. I've been nominated twice for best all-girl group sex scene because I'm great at having sex with multiple girls at the same time. But in that scene, the role play was that like these two women were high-powered app designers and had designed the scissor sex app to find their perfect (laughs) unicorn lesbian like power dyke baby girl. And like, and it was me. You know, so like playing this weird tv version of yourself I, I like that so do you have any tips for people who have never incorporated role play into their sex lives into how to get in touch with a, a role that works for them or a dynamic that works for their 
partner or partners yeah i mean i think one of the really big things is people's fear of bringing it up to a partner mm. um, and just feeling nervous about the rejection around that um, and i think as long as you don't put pressure on your partner like you have to do this for me to be sexually fulfilled then it's usually very positively uh, received so like if you're framing it as like oh this is like a really hot experience i'd like to share with you um i think that's pretty receptive uh and then uh for like what you want to role play just kind of like go into your your fantasies um even think about like power dynamics like do i want to be like in charge or do i want to be commanded like is a good place mm. to start if you're totally overwhelmed and then there's so many flavors in each of those and then like even within that you can be like high status but still submissive like if mm. you're doing like a captured princess or something you're still mm. like high status but then you're also like uh, no, I'm with you. The same path. Oh, yeah, no, I'm oh, with yeah. you. <laughs> I really like that. Yeah. I, yeah, princesses are high status. Yeah. Sometimes captured. It's, it's, the, it's the best of all worlds. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm all distracted now. I was going to say something smart. The problem with why are people into that? We start to get uh, thinking about it. Yeah. Right. Um, I would say, but, you know, for folks who aren't naturally inclined to like this type of role play to maybe start close to home. So remember, you know, incorporating play and having a play dynamic with your partner, I think, outside of the bedroom really helps with that. So like do, doing funny voices, like, you know, uh, donning a character that then you like, you know, comes out throughout the night like that can kind of set you up for success and, yes. you know, unlocking that playful energy between the two of you. And then maybe thinking about a, a, a time that you experienced together like hey remember that one time when we were trapped in an elevator and like I really had to pee and blah 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 <laughs> this is, I'm just making this up at them. and um you know like well what, let's like pretend let's let's imagine that that's happening right now right and then you can tap into a shared memory that you have and start to build that shared world with each other and then extreme anxiety and intention and really having to pee hey you know who my partner is yeah so so Susie if we were stuck in an elevator and I really had to pee well, what, would what would you what what would you what would you do and you were, did I, wait do I have to pee or do you have to pee what if we what, what if, if we, we both have both to pee <laughs> Well, we'd probably, like, it would make the most sense that we'd, like, have to just drink each other's pee. Like, that is the only, like, way out of the elevator, probably. <laughs> for, all, for all we know. The thing that, so I'm a theater person. I mean, person. sometimes, wait, sometimes, you know when you, like. To break can't, the spell. When you, like, can't, you know, you can't think, you know, you, like, have to pee and you, like, can't yeah. think. So then you need to relieve yourself. Right. And then once you've re relieved yourself, you can figure out, oh, we can, like, move this thing. And right. then, like, but first get, we climb out and gut first. the, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. peeing and then to orgasms. the tension. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a professional, trust me. Yeah, that's, okay, <laughs> that's smart. No, but I think it's important. So I'm a theater kid, too. Uh, you know, there's a common thing thing here um but it's really important in improv at which a role play kind of is improv to say yes to don't don't then this goes with don't yucking someone else's yum so if like hey we're trapped in an elevator and i really have to pee that's dumb yeah or like no we're not we're in an igloo and you have to throw up like <laughs> what? okay <laughs> ah then then you know it's a real left turn like I, we have to find a way back so <laughs> <laughs> Always say yes. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Unless you have a boundary. Oh, right. Yes. Like, let's, yes. like, <laughs> but like, negotiate your like boundaries. Like, being cold. Before. 
like I don't want to be in an igloo because I don't like like cold yeah. temperature play. Yeah. For example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, but- don't puke in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, but it's if people are into that, that's fine. You just you have to consent. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Roman Not showers. They're called. NEMs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think a really good thing is if you communicate any hard boundaries you have before, then you have a safe space in which you can be spontaneous. Like uh, at our workshops, we give out these like yes, no, maybe negotiation lists that you can fill out with your partner. There's and some then, I can see them right yeah, from there's, where there's I'm some sitting right by the register. And you they're free get, and you can take free. them. You can take a couple, uh, have a fun like pre-sex date with your partner and then see where the yeses overlap. Mm. And then within there, you can be spontaneous. So it's not like this is really clinical sex and we can only do the, the check boxes. Um, unless like the unless role play is that you're like, clinical uh, like surgeon, surgeon, surgeon <laughs> robots. Yeah. And then you can only do certain things. That could be fun. Robot dance. And that's, I'm just saying, that's yes. That's how the and. pros do it. Right. I think that that's something mm. that, that folks need to know is like, so you're, you're watching the pornos. Right. And it's like, Oh my God, this looks so out of control. There's whips and chains and hard fucking. And she, she's puking on his dick in an igloo. Like what's happening? <laughs> But remember, like there are, you know, we are making movies and I can't speak for the entire industry, but for the sets that I've been on there, there is a checklist and you go through, okay, I do want cum on my face. That's fine. But don't get in my fucking eyes. I have contact lenses. Okay. Like, you know, gagging is fine, but like I need to, you know, whatever. So know that that's a thing that pros are doing. Feel free to incorporate it into your sex life. Like doesn't make it any less cool. Yeah, I think that that my advice about role play is also thinking of all of this fantasizing as in in the same way that we talk about solo sex making partner sex or group sex better, like in the sense that that masturbation can make sex with other people so much better because you know your body you know what feels good you know what feels doesn't etc etc you can communicate about it the same goes for fantasizing so like fantasize alone when there's not tons of pressure on you and not other people's boundaries to worry about uh and and you can take the time to to know yourself and then be able to communicate that to other people and you might have like an igloo dynamic with one person and an elevator dynamic with another person, and that is totally <laughs> that's totally great. Well, you have to rehearse to know rehearsal. That's you right. Go to rehearsal. You can't skip rehearsal. Uh, Mostly, there's no rehearsal in porn, though. I mean, I guess you're rehearsing in your off time. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. But you, it's it's more so porn is less like theater, although it's very like theater, and more like pro athletes. You know, you don't mm. you don't. Yeah. You don't so you, okay, so you, you train, game, but you, you train, train, you practice, you like make sure you eat right, you cross train. That's more what we do. Absolutely, I agree with that. Even though I don't understand sports. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Any anything else that y'all want to say about role play? Do it. Just it's, do it. It's Just do it. it's so fun. And what are your favorite role plays? I mean, I definitely already shared mine. Oh. <laughs> Yes, it's true. Oh, being the captive princess. Yeah, Yeah. being cut down a peg. So, uh, role play is more like a lifestyle for me. (laughs) Um, I'm a lifestyle role player. That is true. Like, everyone that, every new person that Susie meets, she's like, well, this is what this person is. She's like literally playing house at every Every moment of her life. It's amazing. Sitting in the audience right now, we have Uncle Tina, Uncle Katie, and we've got Pig Daddy and my pig sister in the audience. Also, Auntie Shay is here. (laughs) <laughs> just right now so by the end of tonight you will all be blood relations 
and then we will do like dirty things anyway so what so do you have other favorite role plays? Had to stay home oh yeah yeah what, <laughs> barbie so, daddy too do you have other favorite role plays um yeah i mean i like to i i will be the president someday and i'm practicing yeah right now um every day in my life you're training so, you're yeah, training. training you're training yeah. i'm also like a pig that's part of my so what does that mean so okay there's like there's role play why right? are people into pigs why are people because they're the greatest <laughs> i mean i mean i mean they taste great yes they taste great and they're also incredibly intelligent so okay Role play for me is I say I'm a lifestyle role player because like one of my, I, you know, very early on when I was just like figuring out my sexuality, I was very enamored of like the daddy little girl role play dynamic. Like that's what I think about when I jerk off. Cool, 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 whatever. I like to be a princess. Who doesn't? Um, but the thing that role playing even by myself as a little girl does is reminds me of what that feeling of being a little girl is like which means that I don't know about fucking misogyny yet. I don't know how limited my options are as a woman in this world. I just think, like, I'm eight years old. I'm going to be the fucking president. What about it? And that's who I get to be when I role play as a little girl. And that comes with me even outside the bedroom. Like, one thing I love about making the space to be a little girl with people that I trust and love is that when people try to treat me like a little girl in other spaces, ha! (laughs) Goodbye, sir. (laughs) <laughs> you are canceled. I am a little girl to like a very select to people who people, deserve it. To people who deserve it. If you want to hear me and Susie talking more about age play, you can listen to an entire episode called "Why Are People Into Age Play" from way back in like 2014, right. when Such it was episode. the day. The, oh, thank you. I think it was the day we met. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, yeah. So we talked about all about that stuff. So you can listen to that. But um, pigs, uh, I am also a pig, you know. She's a cast of characters. I'm a cast of All characters. my best friends are. We were talking about that earlier. But so historically, um, you know, pig is also a, like a leather identity. And uh, Tina has amazing episodes on all kinds of leather things. Um, but pigs are usually, you know, indulgent and like messy and, you know, pigs. They like power filth. bottoms. Yes, power bottoms, which I'm definitely a power bottom. But what that brings to my all the time life is that like pigs are incredibly intelligent. If you watch Babe and Charlotte's Web and the Muppets, pigs are used to going into spaces where they're not supposed to be and convincing everyone that, you know, they're worthy of being in that space, whether it be a sheepdog competition, a modeling arena, a catwalk or the White House. And, you know, that's why I'm a pig. What's a power bottom? Um, someone who can take it fucking all. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> someone. I, I, for me, that means like heavy impact, heavy sensation. People who like heavy, heavy, heavy play. And I feel like also the term power bottom emphasizes the fact that if you are the submissive or <clears throat> or the masochist or the person who is being penetrated, that doesn't mean that you're weaker it doesn't mean you're less strong it doesn't mean you're less in control it doesn't mean you have less agency like you actually are like very like people who can like encompass things in their bodies or like like absorb like an enormous amount of like attention or sensation uh and or go to like really deep psychological places are incredibly powerful and it's totally a myth that like only tops who wear special hats are the powerful <laughs> ones. Yeah, and and I think I mean like being a submissive or a bottom is also something that you consent to and set your own parameters and like a gift that you give to certain people, mm. uh, not just like I'm somebody for everyone to walk all over unless that's what you're into. 
Um, (laughs) So the the presidential thing, right? So I do have political aspirations. Why are people into being the president? (laughs) The great question. It does seem to be a game for some people. Yeah, definitely. Um, A game I plan to win. So (laughs) the... The president is a great example of being a power bottom, I think, because you're no listen. No, with the wait, the cur- wait, the forty-five or like just the the ro- the, the office. Of the, the office, okay. It's ultimate power, but it's also you're the ultimate servant. You God. serve the people. Like God, you that's beautiful. are at the end of the day, like at the top, but at the tip top, you're just on the bottom. Like you are, res- you you bottom line fucking everything. Damn. And anyone who doesn't treat the the office of the presidency like that shouldn't be there that is a hot take Susie hot hot takes I got them all night I'll be here all week sizzling hot like bacon yeah <laughs> okay wow we covered a lot of things there does anybody have any questions about role play I do <laughs> we're all learning here too any questions one of my favorite things of when um, I get to teach at colleges sometimes, mm. and I just like ask people about narratives about sex, and I think this particularly applies to role play. I think this one student, I think this is what she said. This is like the most brilliant thing ever. Was like, I want people to know that like sex can be awkward and weird, but still cool. Mm. And so I think that's one of the like most important things, especially for role play, is like you can be silly, you can like laugh at it. Um, it, you don't have to be like, I'm total, like, serious dumb right now. Um, that yeah, it doesn't <laughs> have to be method. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, everybody has their own version or, or flavors. I keep saying flavors. Um, or, or style. Like, yeah, every, like exactly. you don't have to, you don't have to role play, like, in any, in any particular style. Like, you can embody whatever you want or make up something new. Yeah. There's no rules except what whoever's playing consents to. Totally. Um, and, and yeah, I think it's just really important to be able to, especially if you're like just getting into it, to be able to laugh at yourself and be like, oh, it's not totally ruining our scene or our sex or our night if we like break and laugh and are like, this is silly. It's just like a part of it that you have to be present with. Cool. Are there, is there anything for sale in the store that you recommend (laughs) oh yes there are lots of boas over there what so tell me about a role play that you could do with a boa so every month in hollywood i do a show called femdom fatale oh when Um, when is the next one it oh god it's a june 21st third week of june saturday third third saturday in june um it's at bar sinister and it is live bdsm performance and you know, I am so stoked that as a weird theater kid uh, that went, you know, by way of sex work into mm. into the movies, landed in Hollywood, and I still get to do weird acts that incorporate my sexuality. Like, I was a little ballerina pig, you know, last month, flogging people on the stage. And so with the, that boa, I think, has has a great life ahead of it it's a very miss piggy the, I, I would definitely like to tie somebody up with the boa to oh, the pole on stage very glamorous so that's just where my head goes right now oh yeah um i think gloves are amazing oh yeah because uh, it changes like the sensation 
And I guess this is less this is the opposite of visual, but I think a blindfold is really amazing for role play because then you don't need a costume. All you need is your voice mm. and your body. Um, and we have some some great blindfolds. Um, but also just like dressing up is fun. Anything that makes you feel da da oh, yeah. stockings, latex, leather, lace. Also like wearing maybe even wearing something that is gender like an uh, like an like an article of clothing that is gendered in a certain way that is maybe not a gender that you often present sexually yes. or in the world like it's amazing like if you've like never dressed glamorously like put like actually like for me putting on a feather boa is like insta drag you know so um so it really the ruffle panties yeah, yeah. <laughs> ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So I want to shift from the cerebral world of the imagination and and like like fall into the body a little bit. And and I this is actually a topic that we haven't really talked about on the show yet. So I hope that you both can handle it. Uh, Cause I was thinking about LA and then I was thinking about porno and I was thinking about the things that people misunderstand about porn and the things that people think people only do in porn or people don't understand why they do them in porn um and or people things that maybe people see in porn and they'd like to try and this would be a good place to find out how to do them safely so that it can like really feel great are you talking about gaping i'm talking about gaping <laughs> <laughs> so for, so before we talk about why people are into gaping no we've got some really just some gate the lead on some games <laughs> gapers here so um uh can you can you can you tell us what gaping is I mean, I'll do my. Th- oh yeah, <laughs> do my ladies, ladies, please. There's only one. I know this is your right specialty. <laughs> um, so, um, I, you know, I know something about gaping. I'm no, I'm not an expert or anything. Um, but <laughs> it is a part of my sex life these days. Gaping is when um something goes in and out of a hole really fast, and like in a body, like a like, like a, body, a body, like hole. a butthole, yeah. ideally a butthole, and then that butthole when like whatever is going inside of it comes out the hole stays there and it makes this nice little like empty open like it like it's more like hole. it's like yeah like it's more open <laughs> yeah than and it then was then like before air, and it's just it's, really it's a narrative arc. it really reminds you that like your hole is a hole and it's for whole things <laughs> so why are people into that so why are people into that what, i mean why do i need to be reminded that a hole's a, a hole um, I mean, like, indeed. <laughs> I think one <laughs> thing. The, oh, oh no, the oh mic no, cover is up. up. It happens sometimes, but then you just have to replace it. Where did it go? Here we go. No, you should actually d- get a different one. A don't, if it falls off, don't replace it with a different one. one. Fresh one. Fresh one. There Definitely. we go. Um, I think one thing that can be appealing or hot to some people is like seeing the impact that you've made mm. or that someone's mm. had on you. Mm. Like the influence. Yeah. Like yeah. somebody did this to me or like I did that to someone. Like it's kind of 
a, a parallel appeal to like uh, having like bruises after like intense impact totally. play or something. Totally. Yeah. Um, it also feels great. To, <laughs> to, to gate. Yes, and also I think like that satisfaction of like putting your hand or dick into something and then like seeing where your hand or dick was. Or giant dildo. It feels great inside, you know, to have made an impression on the world like that. And on yeah. someone's butt. And on someone's butt. So There's nothing like it. So it's like a, it's like a snow angel. Or like, or like, dick- yes, it's like a snow angel. That's, that's beautiful. That's exactly it. Uncle Tina, that's exactly or it. Like, or like digging a hole, like at the beach. <laughs> also the beach. And also then the, the ocean kind of refills it. Yeah. And the muscles kind of right. contract again. Uh-huh. I'm having such a moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. But so, uh, <laughs> but okay, I have a question. If I wanted to, so if I wanted to experience like being fucked in a, in a way that I would gape, like let's say in my asshole. For example, that's one hole I have. <laughs> um, first of all, how would I go about it? And second of all, I'm scared. I'm worried. Like, what if my hole never goes back to the way that it was before? Can you help me? Well, sometimes daddy does things to your body and it changes forever. I mean, <laughs> sorry. Those are the facts. <laughs> we lost one. We lost one. We lost one. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, Carly? Um, yeah, uh, well, I, the human body is amazing and it can transform and stretch out and stretch back. Like those muscles. Literal humans come out. Back. Not of yeah. your butthole though. Right. But, but. Not with that. <laughs> okay. 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 So like, I'm, I'm looking for like okay. lots of lube going yes. slow. Yes. You guys lots know that stuff. Starting right? yeah. small and like building up to right. bigger like don't go from like zero to like giant dildo is right. just like that's you're setting yourself up for n- not for success um okay but yeah lots of lube going slow and like communication and check-in especially if you're like this is my first time trying to gape also i think you know masturbate do these mm. things to yourself first like uh not not necessarily but like Ultimately, you're responsible for your own butthole. So, like, you know, treat it with care. (laughs) Know that you, you know, whatever. You're going for sensation, right? So even though you may have seen something on the internet and you want to look like that eventually, like, know that, you know, you everyone starts somewhere. And so being proud of where you've come and enjoying the sensations that you're having and not getting so caught up in, like, what it looks like, I think is also... Goal-oriented. Yeah. More about about the journey. Feeling good more than looking a certain way. Um... Also, I think to, to gape like that, you really have to be super confident that you're cleaned out. So taking the time, giving yourself at least like an hour and a nice episode of like Harlots or Crazy Ex-Girlfriend yes. or maybe watch half of Moana. That's what I do. Don't eat Chipotle right before. No. like, like have Common s- sense. Yeah. Put lots of fiber in your diet, you know. Um, use lots of lube. Like be, be gentle with your body when you're getting ready to be really intense with it. And I think another helpful thing is like – nobody's holes are going to unclench when you're really tense. So if you're like super nervous about it or just like really stressed out about it, it's very counterproductive. Um, So like, you know, even starting with like a bath or a massage or something like sensual and then like with like genital stimulation, having an orgasm before or during um, 
before I do anal scenes professionally, so when I have anal sex professionally, uh, <laughs> before I even really clean out, like I'll put a butt plug in and give myself at least like one orgasm to just kind of get everything flowing down there, um, get my body feeling like associating this with good pleasure feelings as opposed to like, all right, time to go in and clean out my butthole. <sighs> like, no, okay, I'm going to come first and then I'm going to clean out my butthole and then I'm going to like masturbate while I'm cleaning out my butthole to like make sure and then I'm going to fuck my ass a little bit on my own before I let somebody else fuck my ass. You know, it's like, it's a whole night. That's good advice. <laughs> cool, yeah, and I think that... And follow the Gabe Gatsby on P Pornhub for all of this information because it's good. It's good content. It's out there. The information will set you free. Gabe Gatsby, huh? Yeah, yeah that's good. Great name. Um, yeah, well, I'm reminded of the thing that you said earlier about being an athlete and training as well because... You know, it, it, I always get to this point and then I'm like, hmm, sports metaphor. Um, you don't like just start, you don't run a marathon right away. You have to start jogging around the block. Yes, yes, <laughs> great work. I like that sports metaphor. Positive reinforcements. I'd, I'd pat you on the butt right now if you weren't sitting down. Later, yeah, oh, there you go. There's plenty on the side There's to plenty. pat, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so I think that, that sometimes we, we see we see fantasies in porn and, and we maybe forget that the people who are performing in porn are are like professional athletes or professional performance artists and that they've probably that they have been in training for years and also training for hours or days mm -hmm. before the thing that you're seeing in order to do the performance so that you we can all enjoy the wonder of what a body can do and so then we want to to go there right away and i think that that advice about if, if the visual thing is really hot to you in the porn and then you think that you want to feel the way that you felt when you were voyeuring to the porn, but that you might not feel that same way when it's actually happening to you. So, so, so enjoying, it, I mean, we can obviously enjoy sensation and imagery in our own minds or, or imagery uh, in front of our faces at, at the same time and incorporating and integrating those things, but, but being aware of the difference between them. And that comes from practice. So yeah. practice gaping. Definitely practice. And it's going back to role play, like anal training is a thing. So if that's hot to you, like make a training role play around like getting your ass to the point that you want to get it to, you know, be the porn that you want to see in the world. We definitely have uh, some great anal trainer sets oh. uh, at the pleasure chest here. Uh, silicone ones as well. Definitely recommend non-porous uh, anal toys. Also, Anal trainer set is my favorite diction vocal warm up. Anal trainer set. Anal trainer set. <laughs> anal like trainer it. set. Like you gotta it. like really. Also, Belladonna's fist, which is an excellent. Oh, is that a toy? Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. It's like a model yeah, of. We got it up too. Yeah, some, you know, you can buy all these dudes' dick, but you can buy Belladonna's fucking fist. Get it. That sounds great. Any other toys or particular lubes that you all recommend for? gaping or just like extreme it well we're going to talk about that in a second but silicone lube is best oh yeah yeah <laughs> big daddy tunnel, tunnel plugs. plugs oxballs has some tunnel so plugs. so what is a tunnel plug 
It's like a plug that has a tunnel inside it. So, so like, so like a butt plug. So like a like a toy that is a, right. made of a body safe material right. that is in a shape that is sort of tapered, so that your sphincter muscles like widen around it, and you get right. the intensity of being stretched. But then your muscles get to contract around the stem, and then and they get a little. You get the feeling of fullness, but you get the relief from the expansion yeah. of your sphincter muscles. And then and then it has a flared base, exactly. so that because un unless you're some people I know that are very, very, very um, like to live dangerously and put everything in the produce section in their rectums, you, you really, in general, in general, I don't recommend putting anything in your ass that doesn't have a flared base because the other end of your ass is your mouth. Without a base, without a trace, <laughs> it will disappear inside you. <laughs> Not all of your muscles down there. Some of them you can control, but once it gets up past a certain point, they're they're just gonna do their thing and be like, woo. It's lube, or, you I know. Really it's lube. You're slippery. You're you're excited. You're into it. It seems like a good idea. Why isn't there uh, SVU style meets like ER, like television primetime drama called Without a Trace, just about butt stuff in the ER room and like. P and like the, the cop <laughs> stuff around that right well we aren't oh man hollywood we're in hollywood right now yeah. so somebody's somebody's pitching oh, yeah. that already absolutely but that's like people but in I a know. not shameful way because i feel like a lot of the times people like go straight to like a shame place when with like be fine with that honestly if someone else made it i just want to watch it <laughs> while i clean out my asshole <laughs> what not to do a lot of reality tv is what not to do right uh, another, another wait, no, 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 wait, tunnel, oh, okay, wait, wait, yeah. tunnels, tunnels, tunnels. Why would you want a tunnel in oh, a yeah, plug? Oh yeah, because then you somebody can fuck the plug while it's in you. And it feels like gaping, and it does. Also, yeah. then you can pour more lube inside into the or you can rectum. pee in it. Or other yes, yes, or yeah, or you can pee, especially if you're stuck. Yeah. In, an in an elevator, elevator or an igloo. <laughs> so never leave home without your ox balls tunnel. Tunnel, plug. tunnel plug in case you're stuck in an igloo. And you have to pee. With a full bladder, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, but <laughs> w actually with the tunnel, with a silicone plug, you don't want to use silicone lube because the molecules of silicone on silicone are like, want to mess They're like, mess they're, up there's the only room in this, in this yeah. town for, for one, one of us. One. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you could use uh, oil-based lube. <laughs> it's really great for, for anal, big anal toys with silicone. The only thing you don't want to use oil-based with is like latex condoms because it'll break that. But, and if people want to learn more about lube, which uh, is you know an amazing category of stuff, uh, there there is a whole lube like what would you what, like a lube, lube bar wall. lube wall, uh, and there are like little samples so you can't like put it on your junk, but you can put it in your hand and feel the viscosity, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. So this is a very good place to also talk to the amazing folks that 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 work here about like I would like to use lube for such and such a thing, which kind do you recommend these are the allergies that i have etc cetera, etc cetera. and you can get a little one and try them all out and yes lube, lube is, is amazing love. lube lube is love fantastic okay i can't even remember what topic we're on are we still on gaping yeah i, I think so gaping, We've got there. okay We've got so there. so let's let's say everybody i'm sure is really excited about all of this extreme anal talk that we're doing so so let's stay on it because 
today I was texting Susie and uh, and I was I was asking her, you know, like, well, what are what are some of the things like that are that are sold at the pleasure chest that you think that you want to talk about? And, you, you know, the little the little uh, ellipsis in the in the smartphone that is it, it like only shimmered for like a few seconds. And then she was like giant dicks. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Susie really wants to talk about why are people into giant dicks like the ones that you might think are novelty toys for bachelorette parties, but they're not. No, I, I mean, my partner and I pretty much always go for like, okay, what's the biggest dick in the store? Do we are, is it bigger than the one we have at home? No? All right, let's go. Um, that's typically how we roll. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's, and it's not just dicks. Like, I'm a big fan of like novelty giant vibrators too. Like, mm. I don't know if you guys have ever carried the Wenatchee, but the Wenatchee is it's like the size of a baby. It's like, you know, it's like... Me and my vibe, but it's great. You hop, you know, it's um, midway between a Hitachi and a Sibian, right? It's like the rumble. Can you talk about what those two toys are if people don't know what they are? Totally. So you guys have lots of Hitachi style, like wand things. We have the the classic magic wand, now called magic wand without the Hitachi name for some reason. But it's it's the same thing. Um, But yeah, there's some different types. There's the like original plug-in. And then there's the rechargeable to be like cordless, bring it different for places. camping. Yeah, yeah for camping. Um, but my point is that like in addition to giant dicks, I always look for the giant vibrators too because I think those are the best. Like I want something that plugs into a wall. Like my first vibrator was a Hitachi Magic Wand. It was buried in my grandma's couch, and that's where it lived, and because she was a fucking baller and got divorced <laughs> in 1966. So like that's w- that's what I have imprinted on sexually. It's just like a, something that looks. So you were like, like looking for appliance. change, and you found. A vibrator, <laughs> you know, and and here we are, right? It yeah, worked out great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, giant vibrators, giant dicks. You guys have the the John Holmes dick, which is also like a historic, you know, piece of history. <laughs> Hi, okay, raise your hand if you have tried to put the John Holmes dick in one of your body parts. Okay, or, or in a body part. Really? Okay, you guys get a piece of history. Like, John Holmes, like, lived and died for our sins. Like, I'm mm. not even actually kidding. He couldn't even get fully hard because his dick was so big. Like, think about living like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's really incredible. I, like, had a shoot recently where that was, like, used on set. And I, like, you can't even get your mouth around it. Like, it hurt. You know, I felt, like, splitting, like, right here. I was, like, sore the next day. Love that shit. <laughs> power bottom so why so why 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 go why go big or go home when it comes to toys because not everybody you know i mean this is america so obviously (laughs) yes it is (laughs) so but but not all of not all of us need to have the the biggest you know there's there's something here for like every taste and every every size right but for those who are size queens or who, who, who want to train or who want to have really big things inside them. Like, how does it feel different to have something like extra, super bigger than you've ever had inside you before? Why are people into that? Because your brain stops working. <laughs> Legitimately. Like, I mean, I have a very intense life. I do activism full time and I'm trying to change the world and be the president. So like when I fuck... My brain needs to turn off, and I need to, like, remember that. Nothing short of a giant cock will do. Not 
not nothing sure, but I like I like to be stimulated to the point where the rest of the world goes away. Mm. Right. It's like uh, extreme sensation like that or like maybe really intense like impact play or mm. something that turns off your brain, especially people who have like a lot of anxiety or like just brains that are always like, go, go, go. I can't stop this hamster wheel from spinning. Or maybe if you are <laughs> in the field of sexuality for a living and you're literally having sex and like taking notes in your mind and you like need to fucking stop something that. Yeah. different that will will stop your your brain um, you can't analyze yeah yeah, yeah. cool yeah. does anybody have any questions about giant cocks <laughs> uh i think we also have like a giant like silicone boot dildo toy oh. from oxball oh. yeah oh, that's a, that was a, <laughs> that was a hit. yeah that was a hit. there's there's Y'all lots agree. of creative stuff you can yeah. put in your butt does anybody have any questions about that i just i just did a a porno scene uh where my uh for crash pad series uh a couple of weeks ago and my scene partner um used to work for uh the leatherman in new york uh and and she just like showed up with like a backpack of just like all these big toys and she was like i haven't put this one inside me yet and like this one like expands so i like put this thing inside of her that had like a inflatable yeah it was inflatable so yeah so that was cool because it's like it goes in one way and then you like expand it like more and more inside and then she she said that the reason that she felt like she could take the like really like wide long one later was because we had done the like inflatable thing before so good warm-up yeah good for training yeah and she was yeah i mean she just really there was something also about i don't know it's like almost like competitive (laughs) where she wanted to be her personal best you know it was it was it wasn't like competing with other people it was like i know i've taken this other one so now i want to take the bigger one how far can i push myself yeah I, yeah. I I think that's part of what what I like too. Like I am, I identify as a Tracy Flick femme. <laughs> so anyone who doesn't re- recognize that reference, it's from a Reese Witherspoon movie called Election about mm. a young girl who wants that to be cross president. That movie has aged age well. It really has. Yes. Yeah. Or has it? Um, but <laughs> we haven't learned those. But yeah, there's. Yet. I I like to be the best. I'm an overachiever. I'm like mm. a prefect. I like want to be student body president and all that stuff. So like getting the biggest dicks is part of that. <laughs> Dick valedictorian. Yes, valedictorian. <laughs> this is the first time in history that joke's ever been made. I'm sure. <laughs> okay. So on that note, let's talk about another thing that I did in a porno recently. The same, the same porno, wh- which involved the giant toys, but involved like putting one giant toy like in my scene partner's ass and then putting my entire fist in her pussy so at like which she like really really yeah like that and she she really really that was like really what she she wanted to be double penetrated so can we talk about why people are into double penetration (laughs) (laughs) i think the real question is why aren't people into double penetration Say, say more say more (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, it's the best. Like, if you have... Well, let's... Okay, so uh, we're going to role play. I don't get it. 
why why would i i i you know like di- uh, one dick in my in my vagina is fine why would i want to also have something in my other hole that's not what that's for the the wall yes, it is <laughs> The wall of flesh between the the wall of flesh between the vagina very and the metal. anus is um, really thin, so you can like feel both of them, and they can kind of stimulate each other, mm. which is a very uh, interesting sensation. Okay, so for example, like if you had if you had two people uh, with attached penises, and then you had one person who had a front hole and a back hole, and one of the attached penises went into the front hole and the other attached penis went into the back hole, then it would be like those people were rubbing their cocks together inside of that third person? Yeah, and it might be a little gay. (laughs) (laughs) Or not, like totally not at all. It's totally not gay. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's not gay at all. Just do it anyway. Like that? I still don't get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my god, no, man, my uh, my uh, theater theater days are over. I'm not really selling this, am I? <laughs> no, but truly. So like, I I've done a fair amount of DP. I um, I've done some gang bangs, and the thing that got me and those are very intense things to happen to your body. Like they're legitimately. As much as I enjoy that, there's like for the first five minutes of a really intense scene like that, whether I'm on camera or not, there's a part of me that's like, oh, God, whoa, oh, wow, they're coming at me, aren't they? Wow. <laughs> like, it's, woo, How do keep- I keep getting myself into these messes? <laughs> it's like jumping in a cold pool a little bit. It's like, oh, God, no, I'm, d- I'm going to die. I'm going to die. No, I can swim. No, I got this. I'm yeah. swimming. Um, but I think the thing that got me through like the really intense feeling of like having a lot of dicks inside me is thinking about like a weird little forced by scene with myself. <laughs> I'm just like, even though it's, there's nothing inherently gay about that. Guys, it's fine. Um, there's like, a, I have a like coercive forced by like fantasy uh. life that is strong with this one. So that's, that's part of what DP does for me. Cool. Carly. I think it's just mostly about the the interesting sensation and the sensation of like double fullness mm. um, and just the amazingness of what the human body can do yeah um, and take and then and and also like anything that's kind of like taboo or like fetishy there's a yeah there's some really good hand gestures right you're like not supposed to you're not, you're not supposed, supposed to do, to do that both at once. you don't have to do that to make a baby yeah yeah <laughs> but you can right and so there's something like hot about it in the in the uh i don't know taboo or extremity of it well it's kind of nice too because it's like with with double penetration you could be having the kind of like good christian sex that you usually have but then you're like incorporating (laughs) other things into it that make it transgressive so it's like the best of both worlds Mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely yeah or it could just all be filth and i think from a top perspective it's like it's it's there's something very erotic about like sharing a hole with your buddy (laughs) <laughs> it's a bonding thing you know it's a rite of passage but ju- just and just to be clear yeah. double <laughs> with consent I know. with well, yeah with consent <laughs> you're like tricking your 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 butt anyway no that's that's a different role play scene yeah. we can talk about that later um so uh, yeah i mean w- double penetration can be can happen in a threesome but it and it can involve like two dicks in like penetrating one body but it can also involve 
like using like a toy to penetrate one hole and like a dick or hand right. to penetrate the other hole. Also, you can double penetrate yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to have like two buddies who you're coercive force buying like <laughs> in, inside you yeah. in order to do it. You can. It can be. A, I endorse that. A masturbation act um, or you, you can double penetrate in a monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You can use like body parts and toys and whatever combination suits your fancy do we want to do chores as foreplay or or ass to mouth let's do both okay okay we'll keep okay let's (laughs) okay so there's this thing that i see in porno sometimes that is that is not something that i would use as a sex educator that i would usually recommend which is like like as a sex educator i would say if you were going to buy um, like a dildo here that is like safe for anal play and you were using it for anal play, um, I would not recommend that you then like pull it directly out of your partner's ass and like put it in their mouth or put it in your or, own mouth. Or, or their pussy. Or, or their pussy. Right. But sometimes I see that in pornos. So why are people into that? ATM, it's called. It's a different kind of ATM than oh. what you might be used to. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, but um, very, very used to it. Um, so, okay, I'm not specifically into ATM, but mm. some people totally are. Like, you'll see it in the pornos, like, yeah, and then they'll make you say it on set, like, where was that dick before it was in your mouth? It was in my ass. Ah, you know, like. So it's, humi- so it's humiliating. It can be a humiliation thing. It can be a degradation. Like, right, oh, and so this is, like, this is negotiated, yeah. consented to humiliation that is, like, fun for the person or perform for the benefit of the voyeurs who are being entertained by the role played degradation right. of the of the submissive or the bottom of the scene. And it's not something you're like supposed to do, right? We talked about that. So it's transgressive. So it's like extra taboo on you shouldn't even be having anal sex outside of wedlock. Why would you be also <laughs> having or oral sex and now you're doing both? Oh my God. You know, like that's yeah. That's part of it, I think. And, you know, I wasn't raised with any sexual morals. I was raised by, like, pagan heathens. So, like, it's, that's not a thing for me. I'm just like, whatever, it's fine. But I will say that the reason I'm into ATMs is because, like, it will impede with the day if everybody has to wash their dick every time they put it in your ass and then want to put it in your mouth and we want to get out of here before the sun goes down and we run out of light, right? So let's just be sure that my ass is nice and clean. I always say when I'm cleaning out, if, like, you wouldn't ATM yourself, you're not ready, you know, keep going. Watch the second half of Moana and, you know, finish up. Finish up. There's no, take your time. So yeah, um, ass to mouth. I'm I, I am into it for convenience. Okay. <laughs> um, slightly tangential, but if you're like in my real personal life, I want to do some like ass stuff and not have to like get up and like yeah. wash everything. Uh, sex barriers are amazing. Um, like even yeah. if you want to put like fingers in somebody's butt wear some like latex or nitrile gloves like they look they look kind of hot we have super these, like hot. yeah black latex gloves here um and then you can just like be like oh i'm all about the butt stuff with my hand and then pull it off your hand throw it in the trash it's ready to go in a mouth in a pussy in wherever and then you can even be like this was just in your ass but like there was a barrier there right, but you don't exactly. have to say that <laughs> yeah so you can like role play that there wasn't barrier there imagination (laughs) okay i love that we solved that one so quick 
Susie really wants to talk about chores as role play. <laughs> so I've done an episode about about service, like why like why are people into into service? And you know, if we know about the five love languages, like acts of service is one way of showing love, right? So, and in leather, the idea of being in service to someone might mean anything from making sure that their leather is all impeccably moisturized and conditioned and shined to like making sure that they are hydrated and caffeinated and that they have a beer when they want it. And like, you know, all like being a handler essentially, but like being like a submissive handler or manager or whatever. Um, but so what, but what about this like domestic part of it, Susie? Like why, why are people into doing, why would you get hot like putting on a bikini and like cleaning the bathroom? For example, well, for example, I wouldn't wear a bikini. That's foolish. Um, <laughs> what about if it's like an old bikini? Okay, if it's vintage. What if it's your cute, like chores right. as foreplay bikini? Well, that's for photo shoots. I'm gonna do slave stuff. It's naked slave pig. So life. so talk okay. about so talk about um, talk about the word slave because slave yeah. has lots and lots and lots of connotations yes, and can be like a very intense word yes. for a for a lot of us for Simply a lot of reasons a person saying it so um bdsm relationships you know that bondage discipline sadism masochism but also the m and the s stand for master slave dynamics uh so service this whole concept and in leather tradition so there's a lot of lore about why we have kinky sex cops and robbers with our pants off but Mm. one of the myths that i particularly like is that queer men who and women who were dishonorably discharged after the wars um and left in port cities such as new york and san francisco and los angeles liked the snappy uniforms and the protocols and the the rules the heavy structure of the military didn't like the homophobia and Mm. the lack of ability to you know have super gay sex so that's part of how we have the leather traditions that we have today and so there are you know you start as a low you don't always start that way but having the um training sort of protocols in place having a role play of uh regiment and Mm. chores and proving uh, yourself proving yourself exactly is very attractive to a large like portion of the bdsm community i would say and then once you've proven yourself then you might get to a point where you like then can like graduate like started from the bottom and now here (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly exactly so for me um and and that goes along with like the love languages like my love language very much is acts of service uh so doing something for my partner that is as mundane as laundry or making food or doing dishes is like that that elevates that task then like I'm not just doing it and like let's be real here we're in not only am I interacting with some like cool gay leather traditions I'm also interacting with like the gender role bullshit misogyny of Mm. domestic servitude that Mm. is being a woman and being a wife and being a girlfriend Mm. it's like okay we have that it's here what am I going to do with it how am I going to make it serve of my pussy right? huh it's also like <laughs> like when you like there's so much of that work of that domestic work that we call invisible labor because it's actually really fucking hard work but we like you know should have wages for housework uh, uh, and and you know it's like well the man goes to work and does all the work and then the woman just gets to like lay around and like eat bonbons like and then the house <laughs> is magically cleaned right so um but actually that's that, that that's like a there's there's a lot of discourse now around like recognizing that work as work and so it's kind of a nice 
it's kind of like sexualizing it yeah. for yourself is kind of yeah. a nice way to make it go from being invisible to like highly visible. I also have a rule that um, when I do service for someone else, I have to then do that service for myself. Like I didn't mm. used to have that rule, uh, but it's it's very important to like, you know, recognize these acts as acts that are uh, of love. And if you're not doing that for yourself as well, then that's not so good. So you can be in service to others to learn how to be in service to yourself. You got to be your own daddy. <laughs> I certainly do. What about you, Carly? Um, yeah, I think that... Uh, Again, acts of service is absolutely a love language for me. And it's, again, a way to eroticize something that can be kind of like a mundane task that it's like, like okay, fucking this, boring. Yeah, yeah. It's like this has to get done. But if I don't know, to have uh, like psychological and sexual pleasure to be able to come out of it and to have it be a connection uh, and a gesture of love to your partner can make it more exciting, fun and like even empowering. Uh, that yeah i totally agree and you could like be if you're an exhibitionist you could be like watched while you're doing it mm -hmm. or you could be like given like positive reinforcement negative reinforcement whatever you like some combination for every job that must be done there is an element of fun you find the fun and snap the job's a game mary poppins knew it still applicable today it's <laughs> very on brand okay so we've reached the end of our exciting list and Susie has only brought up Disney like twice. Amazing. At least no, record. maybe Disney owns the Muppets now. Anyway, so <laughs> um so so does anybody have a wire people into that that they are dying to ask about? So let's re let's restate the question for for the podcast. So it's basically like how are we going to hack porn? Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. So, you know, I definitely think that cryptocurrency, there's definitely lots of, uh, you know, crossover in that space right now. And porn is, is already hacked, right? Like the means of production is, is we own it. You own it. I own it. Like we're all, we're all pornographers, right? And so, that, you know, it's a, Car it's a Karl Marx wet dream. So really <laughs> living in that dream is going to be very you know important as, as we like get into this next like realm and having net neutrality and having um, people from that space listen to and be in service to the people who are already on the front lines of that community and are, are already naked on the internet so for folks who want to come in and and capitalize off of that bringing something to the table talking about acts of service being in service to that community taking their leads and giving your resources you know, in a, in a way that is in service to that community that has already faced so much, I think that's going to be the way forward. Hell yeah. So everybody always wants to know why people are into scat. Uh, yeah, I, I've 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 gone on the record. Um, yeah, I, I've <laughs> I've I've said I've said what I need to say about scat. Do you guys have have anything that you that you want to say? No, is that Ooh, a we've got? Oh, this guy. <laughs> do you, uh, do you want to come get on the mic? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, we we have a we have a surprise guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Damon Bathory. I am the uh, satanic love child of Bella Bathory. Okay, hold on. Don't hold this 
Um, I'm also Tina Horn's brother, and uh, Susie's my big little sister. (laughs) It's a family. It's a family. Um, So in the dungeon, I don't want to get off topic. Um, I have. I will go on the record to Mm. say that I have been hired to do some scat play. Personally, not necessarily my jam. It's bit. Uh, it's a bit messy, um, but <laughs> Is that why you don't like it? more of a preserve. It's kind of inconvenient. <laughs> like it was difficult in the beginning, and then I was like, eventually, I was just like, well, it's part of my life. Um, but how did, you, how did you overcome that? <laughs> how did you get to the point like it was difficult to do, but then it became like? Well, even even before scat became part of my working life, I also like live and recreate as a gay man. Um, so uh, you're going to have like, you're going to pull out a shitty dick as a top eventually in your life. And I remember like being like 17 and having sex with like my boyfriend and like being embarrassed about it. And he was like, we're gay men. You're going to have to get over it pretty quickly. Like it's part of life. And so like, even then going into it before I was like hired to do it, um, was, a was, like used to it or whatever but the best answer I can give you that I got from a a very I mean I think there's like definitely some pig and power bottom elements to the scat bottom um also objectification as a human toilet Mm. um like the it's it's an extreme level of objectification um but also the my favorite that I've heard um, was an extreme worship element where it was, I am consuming like the entire history of your body. Mm. You know, it's like, it's like, this is the, like, this is the collective history. It's it's a temporal reality of your like biological existence and they get to consume it. You know what I mean? It's like, or have it be all over their body or whatever. Mm. Um, And then of course it's an, it's an extreme taboo. So, you know, people are often drawn to what they're not supposed to just by that fact alone. That's really helpful. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Damien. That blew my mind. <laughs> I'm going to take you on tour with me so that I never have to answer that can question I, Can again. I shout out the person? Can I shout you out? Oh, yeah, please. Um, so that was, th- we have a special uh, group of guests in the audience. That was uh, the, uh, the home mentor, Lydia Dupra, oh, and hi. who has brought the Lydia Dolls, um, which is... They're amazing. They, she mentors women in the industry, and the Lydia Dolls are awesome. I love them. Also, Antonia Crane is in the house. What's oh up? yeah, she's like OG lusty lady, like the in charge, not in charge, but like was instrumental in the founding of the union and the co-op that I got my first job in the sex industry in. <laughs> lusty lady for life, and she is um, working really hard on the survivors against Sestra movement and the International Whores Day Day of Action on June second. So. Star of the cast tonight, y'all. It's a, it's a homance in the house tonight. And LJ's. And LJ's <gasps> also here. So many amazing people here. I, okay, so you, you know, the, the now that we've talked about bowel movements, I think it's probably time to, to bring the night to a close. Yes. So, so I want to thank you all so much for coming to wire people into that live in Los Angeles. I, and uh, I want to thank the pleasure chest. So can everybody give it up for the pleasure chest? <laughs> And of course, my guests, Susie Q. 
Thank you so much. And Carly down here as well. Thank you. So the stories I'm going to tell midnight, and it's like not even 10 o'clock, and for the rest of the night, you all get 15% off anything that you buy tonight, no matter how giant, no matter what <laughs> hole you intend to put it in. Yeah. So um, so please take advantage of that, and please, uh, the everybody that works at the Pleasure Chest is not only a, uh, a re- in, in retail service, but, but also here to, uh, they're they go through an entire education program and they're here to answer your questions. They're here to help you find the pleasure products that you need or the fancy outfits that you need, the right feather boa that you need. So um, so definitely take advantage of that while you're here and it's open seven days a week. Yeah, absolutely. And why are people into that? You can subscribe to on the internet, wherever fine podcasts are subscribed to for free. Uh, where, what are you guys' social medias? Uh, on Instagram, you can follow me. I'm the real whore next door. You sure um, are. And you can follow my podcast, which Tina has been on many times, uh, The Whorecast, at thewhorecast.com, and subscribe to that wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Um, on Twitter, I'm whore next door with next with three X's in it. Carly? Um, I am a thespomancer. It's like thespian necromancer on, <laughs> on Instagram. Um, and I don't understand twitter <laughs> so i'm not on that one it's for porn <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough uh and please follow the pleasure chest on all the social medias and uh oh i am at tina horns ass on twitter and instagram it's spelled the same as tina horns ass and uh and i think that is all that i want to say so thank you so much for coming out and yeah and uh let's go get a drink Thanks, guys. Turn the music up. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.